Hi everyone and welcome to Textbook Mama Talks, a podcast where we talk real talk as we explore the inner workings of the life of a student parent. I'm your host, Christy, a fellow studying parent at USQ. I'm currently completing a Bachelor of Business and am a mama to three kids between the ages of three and ten years old. Before we get started, I would like to take this opportunity to acknowledge the traditional owners of the land, the Jagara, Yogara, and Yugara Pool peoples of Ipswich and Springfield, where this podcast is recorded as the keepers of ancient knowledge and whose cultures and customs continue to nurture this land. I also pay respect to elders past, present and future. Okay, on today's episode, we will be covering the topic of asking for help. With me today is Laura, who is mama to three boys aged six, four and one, and who is currently studying a Bachelor of Science majoring in psychology. Also later in the episode, we will be joined by Carrie, who is a current student relationship officer at USQ. Welcome to the podcast, girls. Hello. Thanks very much. So, Laura, let me just jump in and ask you, have you ever found yourself asking for help throughout your time as a studying parent? Oh, definitely. Many, many times. (laughs) Brilliant. So we'll get right into the nitty-gritty questions. Um, You're obviously the perfect person to have on today. Not that I think we'd find any other student that has never asked for help, but we'll keep on going. (laughs) Okay. So it seems only fitting for me to ask, how do you know when to ask for help? When to ask for help? Generally, before everything falls apart is a, a good time to, to ask for help. I think it that also helps. comes from being organised. Life happens and things pop up, but if you can foresee when you're going to have, for example, assignment due dates or exam blocks and know that you're going to require extra babysitting or, or things like that, um, booking those in advance definitely helps. Um, yeah. And then also I think just having that support network around you so you can have someone to contact in in case of an emergency. Um, My very first exam block, um, my husband and both kids came down with gastro the weekend before my exams and the week through my exams. So my my parents and sisters, bless them all, all chipped in and managed to keep an eye on everyone so I could get my exams done. But it was just one of those best case scenarios that didn't didn't happen. It fell apart and we had to resort to plan B. So really asking for help comes down to, like I said, if you can plan ahead, you can um, and yep. definitely do, but also then try and be flexible as life happens. Yeah, I think that's true. I think probably the time where it's really more difficult to ask for help is when you're, it's right on, you know, you've got an assignment due in two hours, you know you're not going to get there, then the kids come down sick. So just having that little bit of organisation ahead of time, even if you're not naturally organised, just try and stay as organised and on top of things as you can. And then you've kind of got that space to realise that you need help. Absolutely. So I know that one issue that we have as mums is that we're often afraid that we're going to be a burden if we ask other people to help. What do you think about that? Look, I think if someone's going to make you feel like a burden for asking for help, you probably shouldn't be asking them in the first place. There's definitely going to be a case of, you know, at some point you're going to have to put your own kids to bed and that sort of thing. But definitely there's, if you've got family and friends or relatives or neighbours or, you know, whoever that can help, you're not a burden for asking for help. It's always okay if you need a couple of hours, even just to go to a coffee shop for a sanity break. Yep. It's always okay to ask, ask for help and you're not going to be a burden. Yeah, and I've been in the situation where we've been living away from family and haven't had that support. And I know that for me, I've seen other mums having issues and been more than happy to help them out. So I think it's just in, sometimes it 
it even helps us to be asked for help. So I think kind of realizing that you sometimes you're actually you're give, gifting them a little bit with being able to help you. People do like to help each other. Absolutely. So yeah. do you think it's possible to ask for too much help? You mentioned Ooh, obviously at some yeah. point you need to put your own kids yeah. to bed. I think it's finding that that boundary. If you've got, for example, grandparents or relatives looking after the children, it's it's generally wise to have boundaries set. Um, okay. Even if you need to put that in a written agreement, at least that way you can avoid awkwardness or um, unpleasantness if someone feels like their toes are being stepped on down the track, at least if everyone's on yep. the same page as to what the expectations are. It will generally help to maintain those relationships in general. Look, you're going to get, have busy seasons. Again, things like exam block are going to be busier than others. But for, for the day-to-day and the, the week-to-week study during semester with family, if, if you can have established boundaries and you know these are the limits with these people then generally everyone's going to keep getting along yeah I think that's really good advice and it doesn't really hurt just to keep on checking with them you know are you still happy to do this for me oh definitely yeah and explaining how it's helping you I think yeah keeping those lines of communication nice and open is probably really helpful always yes so who do we know who to go to help for how do we know who to go to help for well, I guess, like you, like you said, not everyone has family around. Um, so I guess it depends on who's in your world uh, mm-hmm. at the time. Uh, we're quite fortunate that both my parents and my husband's parents live close by. So we have grandparents to help out. Um, and we're very, very blessed in that regard. But yep. if you don't have that option, you might have um, friends or neighbours that you can trust with your children to, to babysit or pick them up from school if there's another mum that can do the school run for you, something like that. Yep. Really, it's it's people that you trust with your children. That's right, yeah. And also being in a situation where we have been online, it's been quite common for me to see other mums who either are studying or are not studying and doing a bit of a swap with them. So sometimes that's a bit easier to ask as well. Yeah, definitely. I'll look after your kids if you can look after mine one day. Yeah, of course. Help people out. There's always kind of ways outside of the the box. Yeah. So then we kind of, what are some other care options that we have besides family members? Look, you've always got your formal care, care options. Um, depending on the age of your children, you've got um, daycare, so both the long-hour daycare and family daycare options. Uh, you've also got before and after school care and holiday care that are available through most schools. Um, you can always check in with Centrelink regarding childcare rebates that you may be eligible for for those scenarios. So there are formal care options available outside of family, friends, that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Now, some people do have issues or perhaps little niggles that we have in our mind with mum guilt popping up. Um, Sometimes we can feel like we're being a bad parent if we're putting our kids into daycare. Do you think we're being a bad parent if we do that? Oh, goodness, no. I actually worked (laughs) in childcare before I had my children, so I've seen a whole range of children in care for various reasons. And look, family life looks different for everyone, and that's okay. And there will be different seasons in family life that will be right to have kids in daycare so you can get whatever aspect of study it is done. So whatever is right for your family is whatever works for your family and that's okay. Yeah, Yeah. and I think we're in a unique part of time in that, you know, putting our kids into daycare is such, uh, you know, it's not really what our parents did or not many of them. Um, So it's quite a new thing for us to be experiencing. I think it's quite natural that then we do have the questions of is this good or is this bad? I know that for my experience, I've seen my kids grow and learn things that I wouldn't have had time or the energy to be able to teach them. So in my experience, I think it's been fabulous putting them in daycare. I think they really get the best of both worlds. So I think that that mums need to just kind of breathe and, and know you can tell when your kids are comfortable and when they're not. 
not. Oh, and exactly. Kind of, yeah. And yeah. daycare is great for all the messy activities as well. So if they have exactly. a couple of days, you can get all the painting done at daycare and it's great. <laughs> all the Play-Doh, exactly. And it's yeah. not in your carpet. <laughs> That's, That's exactly it. right. <laughs> okay. So what do I do if I have no care options available to me? Obviously, in some, we have some students who are in more remote areas where they may not have, there might be daycare or it's not available um, or perhaps they don't have any daycare options what are some of their um, choices look I think it really comes down to the age of your children obviously the younger they are the more hands-on you need to be just to keep the the house from burning down around them (laughs) (laughs) so uh, one trick that I've personally learned while studying is quality over quantity if I've if I know that the baby's only going to nap for 40 minutes, I will only have like a half hour study session, but I will be more focused in that half hour than I would be, for example, later at night trying to get hours done and dozing off. Yeah. Um, yeah. So just finding your, your snippets of time here and there. I think also having a long-term perspective, um, particularly for studying part-time, does help. So knowing if you don't get you know three or four courses done this semester, you can always pick one up again next semester or the following year does help as well um and recognizing that slow progress is not no progress it's still progress no matter how slow you move you're still moving forward so um, having that perspective obviously look into how long you have to complete your course part-time so you do have that awareness but planning um i suppose i call them life interventions in your studies yeah, um, if, like if you that. need to take a break, or <laughs> yeah. yeah, I love that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I had um second semester 2007, 2018 off completely studied, didn't study at all. So life happens, and I think if you have that long term perspective, you can be a little kinder to yourself and understand that you'll get there eventually. Exactly. Yeah, and I think that's really important. Um, you touched on something back there. Um, not being able to kind of give too much. So we've heard the the saying, you can't pour from an empty cup, which is basically we have so much that we're giving to other people. If we're empty ourselves, we, we can't keep on doing that. And as mothers, obviously, and, and dads as well, we're giving so much to so many people. Um, is there ever a time where you really must ask for help? Um, again, look, assignment due dates and exam blocks always spring to mind firstly. I think really if you, if you know that you are not coping, in and of mm-hmm. yourself, that is a generally a good time to ask for help. Yeah. <laughs> um, you need to look after yourself. You were, Before you were a student, you were a mother or a parent, yep. I should say, sorry. And your relationship with your children is going to be far more important in the big scheme of things than, than finishing off this course this semester or next semester. So exactly. if, you, if you're really struggling, it's always important to ask help, whether that's taking time off the study or asking someone just for a a day to yourself to watch the kids or chatting to your lecturers about assignment extension options. Um, they're all the USQ lecturers have been wonderful. So definitely have a chat to your SROs as well. They've been absolutely amazing in my experience. <laughs> Me very, too. Very Thank you. For them. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> so yeah, just, I think just being aware of your limits and knowing when you're really starting to not cope. Yeah. And I think that's it. something that we need to do when we have our, whether we're studying or go on to full-time work or whatever we're doing, is that's kind of an extra thing that we need to watch, not just the kids and the, you know, the relationships, but also how are we going? Absolutely. That kind of needs to be a constant thing that we're monitoring. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, like you say, allow yourself some time. And yeah, I find it more difficult to ask for help to get some time to myself than I do to get time to study, yes. which is always a tricky thing. Yeah. yeah. But it, it still also, needs to be done. And look, it's also important to accept help. Um, yes. We cannot yeah. so often say, oh, no, 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 I'm fine. I've got this yeah. covered. It's all good. I'm fine. 
I'll just have an extra coffee. But really, if someone offers for, you know, an hour or two or whatever it is to watch the kids or to help with an assignment or whatever, yep. accept the help. It's okay. Exactly. Don't, don't stop someone's generosity. If, yeah, and they wouldn't offer if they weren't willing to do it. So, exactly. you know, you don't need to feel guilt over that. Let them let them help. Yeah, yep. Absolutely. Exactly. So how can I make sure that I don't overwork myself? We've touched a little bit on that one. Yeah, look, in my, my case anyway, it's been planning ahead. Looking at the requirements in each course synopsis helps. Um, compare that, if, particularly if you've got things like um, residential schools or pracs or placements, compare that with the upcoming months on your family calendar. If you can see that you're going to have big clashes, then you might need to look at what can be simplified in life or in uni, um, if you can delay a course or if you can book in advance extra childminding for a particularly busy season. Yep. I think also you just need to be prepared to let the little things slide. Um, yeah. No one's going to care if you don't vacuum for three weeks. Exactly. It's, it's, <laughs> no, it's not a problem. The house will still stand. So yes. <laughs> it's just having that long, again, having the long-term perspective of we'll all get there eventually and if we eat takeout three nights in a row, it's fine. The kids are still yep. fed. So Exactly. Yeah. My kids are huge fans of cheese toasty. They're they're stoked if we get to have that three nights in a row, but, you know, yeah, it's yeah. fine. Like the frozen fish and chips. <laughs> they eat healthy the, the rest of the time. Yeah, that's it. That's it. <laughs> exactly. Now, what do you do if asking for help won't help? Yeah, good question. Look, if, if you find you're not coping at all, it's always okay to seek professional help. So at USQ have counsellors. I know you can speak with your GP, can refer you to a psychologist if you do need, do need help in that regard. Yeah. I suppose really if you're not not coping with study and family life at this particular stage, asking yourself if it has to happen right now. Mm -hmm. um, Good point. If it doesn't have to happen right now, then can you take a break, come back to mm -hmm. it in a year or two when life settles down? But really, And just, I've heard, sorry just to interrupt, yeah. I've heard anecdotal evidence or, you know, stories from a couple of studying mums who have had that situation where they've just thought it's just too much for me. They've taken a semester, maybe two semesters off, and they've come back and they've said they're fine and they're ready to go. Yeah. So sometimes it is just that little break that we need to take. Yeah, absolutely. I think I mentioned earlier I took semester two of last year off as well. We had a combination of my husband being away for a while and one of the kids was going in for some day surgery and a whole host of things yeah. happening. And so... Study on top of all of that just would have been pushing me over the edge. So yep. my husband and I made this decision together to just wipe the slate clean of, of uni for semester two. I've mm -hmm. picked up a summer one course over summer just to, to get back into, into this, the, the routine of study. But um, right. it was honestly the best thing I did taking that break. I, w I was much better off taking the break than trying to burn myself out achieving things and potentially failing the course and having to repeat it. So Exactly, exactly right. So in the long term, it can actually be shorter or just as long. Exactly. You know, yeah. An extra semester is only, you know, less than six months. So in the long scheme of things, That's how it. much does that actually count? And you yeah. might find you can pick up an extra course when life's running a bit smoother down the track. Exactly. So you can always catch it up at, at some stage, but it's not worth, not worth killing yourself over. Exactly. And it's important to note too, um, I started studying when I only had two children. Um, so I have studied through different ages and it's amazing how much things change over that time too. I know that a lot of mums who have younger children are really in a hurry to get it done. Just be aware that things do change. It does free up a little bit more. You know, I Absolutely. was mentioning to you before we started that my three-year-old, nearly four-year-old is we're kind of coming out of that baby stage and it's a completely different stage. You deal with different things. So Absolutely. Yeah, I think being prepared to kind of just take your time is, is not a bad thing that's exactly. it and like you I started studying when I had two kids and so I've studied through 
pregnancy. I was yeah. I was 38 weeks pregnant when I sat my exam at the end of well 2017, <laughs> and I was determined not to defer. I was not having yep. that baby till my exam was done. So, <laughs> but you know, I've started with a new baby and then juggling with three kids and yep. you know, starting school and kindy and all that sort of thing. Like, and changing all those routines as yeah. all of those changes happen. Exactly. Absolutely. And yep. starting going, yes, 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 I can do subjects this semester and going, oh my gosh, what have I done? Thank goodness. Exactly. There's a census date. So that's right. <laughs> one, if you need to, it's fine. We'll still get there in the long run. Yeah, exactly. Um, now, Carrie, we've been talking a lot about um, a lot of helps for mothers, but of course, there's a lot of help that also comes from USQ. So as a student relationship officer with USQ, you probably get a lot of questions about um, how do you set up support networks? Do you have any um, advice on that from your position? Yeah, so I'd probably have to just reiterate everything that Laura's just gone through. <laughs> um, so it's Great. your family, it's your friends, it's the professional networks. Everyone around you is there to support you, including the university as well. And everything that you've said so far, Laura, would be exactly the advice that you would get from us as well. Um, so, yeah, setting it up to begin with at the start of the semester. So planning out what am I going to do? How many subjects do I have the time? When am I going to fit it in? How yeah. am I going to look after, what am I going to do with the children while I'm studying and how do I get all of those routines in place? Like it's it's everything that you've said so far is exactly what you need to be doing from the get-go. So I'm just sitting here going, this is exa- this is amazing. <laughs> this, this, this is such good advice. Uh, yeah, I have to just reiterate everything that you've said so far that is just spot on what you should be doing to get yourself prepped, ready, organised and know where to go when things don't go as you, you sort of planned as well. Um, Which, of course, they never do. They so. never do. They never do. <laughs> like you said, that the week before the exams that everyone got sick in your yeah. house, the amount of times yeah. that we hear that is just it, it's staggering. Like you sort yeah. of the worst timing yeah. for everyone yeah. and as soon as as soon as someone gets sick everyone gets sick exactly and, and i've said before you can guarantee if you've got an exam coming up everyone will get sick absolutely there's no and doubt prepare that, for it <laughs> absolutely um the, the the stress goes along with the chance that you're going to get sick as well exactly so that's right i yes. think too that knowing that if that happens as well that there is a, a support network at the uni that will be able to walk you through what you need to do as yeah. well so whether it's deferred exams whether or not like what option you can actually do within the university procedures and policies that's where we sort of come into things as well yeah. Um, so explaining rules and regulations and connecting you with your lecturers, support services through our student success and wellbeing team, so the counselling support, doctors, all of that kind of thing, like where you sort of go to to be able to get those referrals as well. Yeah. And you've segued beautifully into the next section that we were talking about, so thank you for that, um, which is looking more at the supports that USQ have in place. And um, from my experience, I've found that USQ has amazing support networks in there. So for those who are listening, definitely get in touch with USQ if you are struggling. There are some amazing things that um, that you can access. Um, and your first stop really is through your student relationship officer. 
Um, so we'll just go through a, few, a couple of um, specific things. Carrie, um, can you actually study on campus with your kids? Uh, I believe you can. Um, we don't have childcare facilities on campus that I'm aware of, but you can definitely bring them on campus. Um, that yeah, I'm I'm confident that that would be fine. Yeah. 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 I think there is kind of a little, I think in the write-up, there's a little um, key just to make sure that you check with your lecturer, yeah. which is obviously a good idea. Yeah, um, just do a quick I've... search on the website. There's there's information about what yeah. the actual um, rules are about it. Um, just check it out before you, you bring them on campus. It should be fine. Yeah. And you've mentioned quite a few of them, but can you name a few of the specific um, support options that are available through USQ? Yeah, so it just depends on what sort of support you need. Um, so if it is um, for your well-being and you're sort of struggling with coping um, with your studies, then the Student Success and Wellbeing Team is the go-to. Um, so they are our counselling support team, our doctors, nurses, um, and can refer you to external um you can go to external agencies as well. Um, right. If it is uh, academic related, so if you're sort of struggling with an assignment, um, the best, best place to start is with the library. Um, so they can provide you with one-on-one -on -one sessions on breaking down assignment questions. Like they can't actually help you write the specific assignment, but they can teach you how to, how to actually start. So, um, and also with your um, uh, study skills as well. So finding information, your referencing, which is such a big thing that you've got to get your head oh around. Gosh, referencing, yeah. yes. Yes, yes, <laughs> get onto it early. There's so much support about referencing. Yep. Make sure yep. you get it right. Um, and then, I believe there's some financial support as well. Yeah, absolutely. So you can also see if you're eligible for some form of scholarship. There's plenty on on offer. Just check scholarships um, website for categories, um, eligibility criteria, um, and what you need to do to apply, um, closing dates, all that kind of thing. Yeah, put in for scholarships. I think it's such a, a great opportunity to get some additional help to be able to study. Yeah. So, yeah. So with all of those resources, we know that they're available. If someone's kind of listened to the podcast and is down the track in their semester, knows that they need one of those support services but isn't sure how to get in touch with them, what's the best way to do that? How do you find them? Yeah, so come through our team. Um, so mm -hmm. come through the students, your SRO. Um, so yep. we'll be checking in with you throughout each semester at regular intervals. Um, so feel free to write back to one of those emails. So it would be like, we're at week three. Hey, how are you actually going? Reply back if you're really struggling or you're like, I need help with this thing, this yep. little thing that's bugging me. I don't know how to do it. I really need some help. Just yep. ask. Ask yeah. and we'll, we've, don't get, like we get so many questions from everyone. It's okay to be unsure of something. That's why you're at university, to be learning. I think it's it's perfectly okay to to ask our team initially. Um, we know where you need to go to get whatever help you need, um, and we can talk it through as well. So sometimes you just need to talk a problem through. What mm. do I do here? What's my options? I'm really struggling with getting this assignment done. Um, I'm really struggling with keeping up with the workload. What are my options here? What can I actually do? And that's where our team come to 
come to help. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's where it comes to what we were discussing earlier about being willing to ask for help and recognising when you need to. And that's kind of part of your job as a student as well is to kind of say, actually, I'm not doing so well in this area and, and managing it. Yeah. Yeah, and absolutely. I think I'd, one of the um, uh, key points there would, would be you kind of know when you're not keeping up with, say, say for instance, you're not keeping up with the readings. That yeah. is probably one of the key things indicators that you need to make a readjustment so you've got say four or five readings that you need to do that week you can only get through one it's sort of like you're already behind in what you're needing to do and that is a good indication that you need to make a readjustment Um, you can always catch up the following week but then are you then going to be behind the next week and it sort of compounds and it compounds so it's better to go oh hang on I haven't got time for this. There's 10 other things that I need to be doing. Life takes priority over study in all circumstance. Like we will (laughs) tell you if you come to us and be like, there's this catastrophe that's happened. I need to drop. And we're like, yeah, you do. (laughs) Absolutely. Don't keep going. It's totally fine to drop. Brilliant. So yeah, life, life interventions. And that is, I love that so much because it's just exactly, you need to really recognize that study. Yes, it has to be a priority when you're doing it, but it doesn't have to be the priority as well. That's really good advice, Carrie. Thank you. Um, are there any other resources that are available specifically to me as a studying parent? Yes, yeah, so there's plenty of resources available on this social hub, um, particularly the Studying Parents Guide to Uni. Um, there's plenty of other time management resources, blogs, there's videos, there's so much content on there. Um, there's also a bunch of content that you can access on the student support um, category on the current students page. Um, so that's uh, the SRO team, there's the uh, student success and wellbeing team, um, there's a the student life team, there's so much information for you on there for you to be able to access. Yeah, I've had a bit of a look through there and been amazed at what you can find. Basically, if I'm struggling, I go, I search, use a search and search for whatever I'm looking for and it's amazing what you find. It's, it's a great resource. Absolutely. Well, thank you very much, Carrie and Laura, for your time today and for all of your experience and sharing your own textbook mama experiences. Um, That's all we have time for today. Thank you. Thanks, Christy. Thanks, Christy. Well, that's all the time we have for today. Thanks for tuning in. To keep on listening, you can find more episodes on Podbeam, iTunes or USQ's social hub at social.usq.edu.au. If this talk tickled your fancy and seemed all too hashtag relatable, have you heard about USQ's Studying Parents Facebook group? This unique online community is for current USQ studying parents and is designed to support you to succeed and navigate your studies as you go through family life. To join the group, just head to University of in Queensland on Facebook and don't forget for more resources and motivation dedicated to support you throughout your student journey connect with USQ's social media accounts by searching at USQEDU. I'm Christy and you've been listening to Textbook Mama Talks.